But first she must know the science behind the show. She says, how do lesbians have sex? She asked me, how do lesbians have sex? She understood how two guys do, but how do lesbians have sex? Hey everybody, welcome back, or welcome to Sapphic Swingers. This is episode number 30. I'm Tiffany. <laughs> and I'm Rachel. Finally, we've hit dirty 30. Ah, oh, so dirty. It feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was still dirty 30. Tragically, I've crossed over to the 40 threshold. Oh. <laughs> Blasphemy. I know you got you gotta sign up for a younger model here. You gotta you have to get rid of me soon. <laughs> I think I'll keep you. Ah, uh, sweet. <laughs> We're excited to be chatting with you tonight. We have a we have a few topics we'll be chatting about. Uh, we have a, a listener question. We like to try and get at least one of those on each episode, and we have some some interesting topics. So we we're, we're interviewed by Normalizing Non Monogamy with Finn and Emma. They do a really great job of uh, chatting with either a podcaster or uh, just a you know general non monogamous couple every week, and providing that podcast to show everybody like how different people come into this. Uh, non-monogamy lifestyle so we really had a great time chatting with them on the fourth of july and, and they had some really good questions they really did i'm like oh that was good we should we should expound on that yes <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna take a couple of those and it's no spoiler alert you should absolutely listen listen to their podcast when it comes out in a few months uh, but we thought we'd kind of delve more into some of the questions that they asked us because it really made us sit back and think about some of the things that we do in our in our lifestyle and we're also going to chat about a few hot times we had at Trap that actually turned into some, some more thought-provoking <laughs> moments for us. It was, it was an experience that we didn't expect, and uh, I think it's worth chatting about. <laughs> so first, Rachel's going to read a, an email from a listener, and we really appreciate questions. Please always feel free to email us, uh, sapphicswingers at gmail.com. Take it away, Rach. Oh my gosh, we absolutely adore getting questions. It, it makes our day. I discovered your podcast this weekend, and I needed to get in touch to let you know how hot it is to listen to you and your experiences. I'm bisexual and married to a man. Apart from some kissing, I've not been with women, but have recently started fantasizing a lot about it. My husband is giving me free reign to do whatever I want with women, so it's pretty great, I guess. I just need to find the courage and actual starting point to jump in. Until then, there is porn and your, and your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes. I am listening to you in the car, and just now on my way home, it made me so horny that I started touching myself. I'm so looking... Oof. I know. That's, <laughs> that's turning me on. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so looking forward to hearing more and exploring my desires through you. If you have any tips on how to approach women without offending, I'd appreciate your thoughts. I basically am not looking for a relationship, just for the sexual experience, and I don't know how open one can be. I'm also in a rural area, so there are no clubs. It would have to be through the internet, I guess. And how appealing is it for a lesbian to get together with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks for your thoughts and insights. You'll definitely be in my thoughts a lot. Oh, that was awesome. Email. Super sweet. Yeah, she's awesome. And it's funny, I uh, actually emailed her back right before we started chatting. And I was like, just checking in on her because we got this email a few weeks ago. And I'm curious, like she said, she might be having her first experience. So I'm super excited to, to hear about it. And to let her know that we're going to be uh, discussing it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to delve into her question, mm -hmm. 
where would you say is where or how would you say is the best place to approach? Well, she woman? said there's no clubs. I don't know if she's referring to. I'm guessing it's swinger clubs. Yeah, I don't know if she's talking about gay and lesbian clubs or swinger clubs. I'm guessing it's swinger clubs. Okay, so if we if we go from that standpoint, obviously you know gay and lesbian clubs are a very good place to start or bars. Now, if she's in a rural area, it's not you know might not be easy to to meet up with women a lot of times the gay the gay men's clubs are very prominent and they don't have a lot of women's clubs or they might have a night or two where they where they you know feature ladies night so those are the best places generally i know here in fort lauderdale we're so fortunate that we have such a great lgbt community uh right. we even have like a wilton so- manners yeah wilton manners absolutely and we even have a uh, a gay softball league. It's awesome, like lesbian teams and gay teams, and there are like so many teams. Um, so that's easy for us to to find, you know, places to meet up with women. If you're in a rural area, I, I sort of can relate because when I was in the army, I was in Fayetteville, North Carolina, or Vietnam for those of you that know it. <laughs> um, but I couldn't be out. I was in, you know, I was in in 2000, uh, 2006, So it was don't ask, don't tell. So I couldn't be my my true self. Uh, but I would drive to, you know, like Richmond, Virginia, or to other, or Raleigh, North Carolina sometimes to try and find a, you know, a bar where I could, you know, be myself and was, you know, it was a little bit further away so I wouldn't get in trouble, which seems absolutely absurd right now that I had to hide my true self when I'm willing to die for the country. <laughs> I a thousand percent agree. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. So, you know, I don't know how uh, flexible she is with being able to travel somewhere. It's a little hard. She is married, so it's not like... She's a single woman who could just take off and do what she wants. You know, she has to keep that in, in mind that her husband is, you know, she's still going to go back to her husband. But it sounds like the husband is super engaged in this process mm-hmm. and... Supportive, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, supportive. Yep. And we used to go all the time with with our boys. They, Mind you, they were gay boys, but we used to go with our boys to, to our lesbian bar. Mm-hmm. And boys were always welcome. We, yeah. even brought, we even brought your straight brother there at one point. And he hooked up with a girl, so... Yes. <laughs> Go, go figure. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it's not a horrible idea if the husband's on board to have him come come along, right, during the whole process? Well, I, th- I think, and, that, and this is just from our perspective here in Fort Lauderdale. Well, I don't know. You had experiences in Chicago. I can say in Fort Lauderdale, the lesbians and, the, well, the gays to some extent also tend to be uh, kind of mean to bisexual people, like kind of shun them which I, I hate. I think that's ridiculous. We're all in the community. You shouldn't be judging anyone else, but for some reason they think that you should just, you know, pick a side, quote unquote, which is, you know, dumb. Like you can be bisexual. That's fine. And some people like are actually kind of rude to, to either straight people or bisexuals. And that's bullshit. Like they're like, Oh, well this is our neighborhood. It's, it's like, it's like gangs. We're like West side story. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a gay, you're a gay all the way from your first cigarette to your last, last night. pussy licking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get sued for that one. <laughs> no, it's... it's not a us versus them. You know, it should be, everyone should just, you know, love is love. And so, you know, if, if the husband were there, I don't know. I feel like she should absolutely be up front and be like, I have a husband. You can, we can Skype with him right now or FaceTime. Like, he's totally fine with this. I'm not cheating on him. Because that's, you know, even in the swinger lifestyle, people are like, if it's a single person who's married, I'd be like, eh, it's a little sketchy. Like, if you're trying to, you that's know. That's true. I'd, I want to verify. Because people are like, oh, my husband, anyone who writes us that says my husband doesn't know, we're like, no. 
<laughs> exactly. We're like, what kind of drama is that going to create? Yeah, we're like, no, that's, that's, a, that's a quick no. Because I don't need some fucking guy coming knocking on our door like, you fucking my wife. Why can't I watch? Um, <laughs> Come on, knock on my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting all musical today. I like it. So, yes, uh, you know, for her, for her husband to be there would be more supportive. But I think if she does go out to a place, you know, the women are going to be less likely to come up and talk to her because they're going to think it's a straight couple. Um, it would feel, I'm sure she'd feel more, you know, more courage and confidence if he was there that, you know, she felt safe. It's kind of a safe zone. But, you know, if you're going to do it, like, jump in, you know, all out, I think. Right. And be open, be honest, mm-hmm. um, be upfront with what you want and, and flirt, flirty as well. <laughs> um, but if she also is in a rural area, there could be, mm-hmm. there could be some other options. I mean, there's, there's a couple dating sites yep. like her. <laughs> which <laughs> oh you have oh, you been on this rage without telling me <laughs> her her um <laughs> with which some of our single friends have checked out oh um yeah. and i downloaded it just to see what they oh. ask you <laughs> oh is it, is it any good it's kind of like the um swipe left swipe right is it tinder tinder maybe oh, okay for lesbians and i went on it literally for like two minutes, and I was like, "Oh, not oh, not good, not good." Oh no! But that's an option, though. Yeah, it's it's a way if you find somebody cute that way, and mm-hmm. you swipe right and you connect. Yeah. Then. And I don't think it's a terrible idea to get a group of friends, like to get to know some friends, and like just because you that way you can like talk face to face. You can go out and grab drinks, and like, and then you got your you know your pack to hang out with, and it's easier to you know meet people if you're you feel comfortable with a group. So, you know, as hard as it sounds to say, be patient and wait because you're horny as fuck. And I get that because <laughs> I was in the same boat. Uh, you know, that's sometimes what you got to do. I think it's actually easier to answer her other questions about how do we feel about being with a, a girl virgin? <laughs> well, let me, let me, let me say one more thing. So we have addressed the club standpoint from being a swinger, a swinger club and a gay club, mm-hmm. but there's also private, Private house parties, swinger parties that you can find on various mm. on various sites, the SCC, SLS. Yeah. And at least in our area, there's a bunch of couples that mm-hmm. always post right. about private parties. So you t- you've talked with your husband. You know that you're interested in in trying to get some girl girl time. <laughs> Were you about to say get some pussy? <laughs> I was. <laughs> that's 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 a very good point because um, a lot of people we talk to that don't have clubs anywhere nearby. They do a lot of house parties exactly. or hotel parties. Yeah, so that's a really good point. So, and it, with those, even you know your husband, if he wanted to attend, but just as a, as you know, just escorting you, not as an escort. <laughs> <laughs> that that might actually help you feel more comfortable, and you'd be like. You can let people know up front that's how you play, and I, I don't think that'd be a, a terrible thing. Well, and especially at those parties, it almost might actually be better if you do have your husband there because it is a, a swinger house party or whatever, and so I'm guessing maybe couples are involved, and I'm sure if you've talked about this with your husband that he probably has certain fantasies about watching <laughs> or having you partake in this. Yeah. It could obviously create drama, but it could also be a super added benefit. And I don't think, then I think maybe, he's on board. I don't think it's gonna be drama. I mean, for us, a lot of times the guys love watching us play with their women, so it's not like it's an unusual thing. Like if if he would be there, you know. 
Not at all. So I think, you know, I don't know a lot of guys would be like, oh, no, two hot, two hot chicks banging. Ugh. Not my wife. Please, no, don't fuck my wife. And I don't think a lot of guys would say no to that. That was the more difficult question because, like, down here there's so many. What you, you know what? Should just come visit? We got it. We got this. We got this. Come on down. We'll hook that, you up. That's, that's our best <laughs> response. Please you know just come visit and we will show you a good time. We could have answered this in like five seconds. Just come hang out here. We're going to introduce some girls. You're going to get laid. That, that's a simple <laughs> answer. <laughs> it was tricky though. I had to say, you know, approaching someone is, is, is like so nerve wracking for me. Like I'm, 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 I'm much more open now and much more myself because when you, when you can't be yourself and be out and However, you know, whatever yourself means to you. Like for me, it was being, you know, lesbian and now a swinger. But when you're, when you're not yourself, you know, everything else kind of feels the impact of that. So you've already accepted that. Your husband's in down for it. Like you're already on such a great, great path. So I'd say just, you know, approaching someone is, is scary, but, you know, just strike up a little conversation. Maybe, you, you know, if they're having a beer, be like, oh, do you like craft beer? Or, you know, just kind of are drinking wine, but, you know, kind of approach them and just, you know, start little conversation, you know, are you, Hey, you want to shoot pool? You know, it's, it, yeah. it can be, it can Your be really basic subtle. friendship conversation. Exactly. And, then, and just and start getting to know each other. Yeah. And see what the chemistry feels like. There. <laughs> I feel like you do that and you can feel it. You can feel it right away. Mm-hmm. Whether you have chemistry with somebody. Well, I feel like you can kind of get a little bit of gauge and you never know where somebody's at that night. Maybe they're having a really bad night. Maybe they broke up with somebody, but you can kind of see if they're friendly person or not if they're kind of an asshole like usually you can tell when you first start talking to somebody if like this happens at the club all the time for us like I try to just like I'm like oh she's really cute and and then like I go to like make a joke about something because like you know I like to gauge if someone's has a sense of humor if they just like give like a one-word answer I'm like "Uh uh-uh like I walk away and I'm like fuck that (laughs) it's when I met Rachel that's what I did I you know came up to her and did a little joke and I'm like Let's see if she uh, if she responds, and she didn't have to like laugh her ass off. But I just had to make sure she could laugh at my stupid jokes. And not everybody has to, but if somebody you know if you don't get that vibe, maybe they didn't want to be talked to. Maybe they thought it was a douchebag. Whatever. Yeah, just like when you met your husband, maybe you know y'all struck up a conversation. Same thing. <laughs> Lesbians are people too. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's an energy. It's a conversation. It's yeah. a vibe. Yep. If it's not. If it's not turned on, then yeah, yeah, walk away. In worst case, you know, make a friend. That's all good. Like I said, I I I feel more comfortable and hanging out with a group. I, I hate going to places myself, <laughs> but it's hard. But you know, that's the only way you're gonna get to know people if you put yourself out there and be vulnerable. And yeah, you're gonna get shot down, and sometimes you're not. Sometimes well, no, you're gonna get laid. That's not wor- <laughs> that's not worst case. Worst case is maybe gonna get turned down. Yeah. Like you said, worst case, make a friend. Worst case, actually, is maybe oh, getting yeah. turned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But that will that can and will happen, and you just have to be okay with that. Yeah, it's the same with lifestyle stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got to put yourself out there. So I think we butchered that. So <laughs> as a reminder, just come hang out in Fort Lauderdale, and you'll have a good time. <laughs> and now in terms of is it appealing for a lesbian to be with someone who's never had sex with another woman? I think it's adorable. I love it. I agree. Absolutely. I think it's fucking awesome. I love the, the, the freshness and the excitement and the, you know, the, they're, they're going to a whole frontier they've never been before, even though they got the parts, you know. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's so hot to be going down on a woman 
who, oh my God, she's never had another woman like her vagina. And mm. you look up and she is so locked in on everything that you're doing. It's amazing. It is fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're kissing her neck, you're kissing yeah. her nipples, you're working your way down. And it's <laughs> so, and she's like locked in on every moment, everything <laughs> you're doing. And then, I mean, to, we're together. So one of us mm-hmm. is maybe kissing the neck, and we're we're doing multiple things at once. Oh yeah, so, and we get to kind of look up and see how she's reacting to the other one, and kissing then we get to... or licking. So it's kind of. <sighs> then we we look at each other, we're like, "Yeah, this is fucking awesome." So, but uh, being single lesbians as well, I think it'll be fun, also to be with somebody for the first time. Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't think anyone would look down on that. I think I mean they shouldn't. I would say just be open and let them know what you like. Let her know how it feels and like what kind of way you like to be touched or which way you don't like to be touched. It's something that we've actually, we do when we, with any girl, uh, we, you know, we ask them what feels good and what kind of stuff they like or don't. I will say since we've been in a lifestyle, we've gotten a lot more vocal with talking with play partners in terms of what they want and don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which Absolutely. is, yeah, which just makes the play session that much better. And it's a good rule of thumb for anyone, whatever sexuality they're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many uh, girl virgins have we played with? Can mm. you, I got to look up the spreadsheet and see, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't know offhand how many we have, but I know we've definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> that was one of the most fun weekends when we just kind of spitfired and created a fuck it list of <laughs> of people that we played with yeah and if we didn't remember their names we made up nicknames <laughs> yes sorry about that <laughs> but you're on the list don't worry <laughs> but that was a really fun sexy way to talk through some of your experiences and and talk with your partner and yeah mm-hmm. we we definitely got a hot and heavy after yeah, after fun. creating that list. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Well, hopefully our listener has a has a new list that she started with the first girl that she's been fortunate enough to have sex with. And we hope she writes us back and tells us uh, that she, that she's uh, b- broken through the barrier. <laughs> I know last time we talked to her, she she was uh, probably going on a date. So we, Heck we, yeah. we look forward to hearing from her with her permission. We'll uh, we'll share that story if if she would like. <laughs> we appreciate your question. Thank you so much, darling. And hopefully that that helps other people out there. I don't know how good of help we are, except for just going to Fort Lauderdale. We're terrible. <laughs> yeah, be yourself. We, have fun. <laughs> we're definitely better at uh, talking through stuff in person. <laughs> I'm, I'm better at video games, actually. So next thing we want to talk about was, uh, like we mentioned earlier, our conversation with uh, Finn and Emma um, from the non. Normalizing, Normalizing non-monogamy. non-monogamy. N-N-M. N-N-M. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Almost like M&M, but N-N-M. Yeah, they're awesome. It was a real pleasure to speak with them. And we had like, a lot of great times uh, Skyping. <laughs> so if you get a chance to listen to them, please do. If you have fun stories, you should reach out to them. Uh, they're always looking for interesting uh, stories about people coming to the wonderful world of non-monogamy. Whatever that, whatever that might mean to you. So during our conversation, uh, they asked us uh, what benefits we got from being in the lifestyle. And I like that. I think that was a, that was a good introspective uh, question about what we do. I agree 100%. Although in their shortened, I mean, in their interview, mm-hmm. 
we didn't get to respond as we would normally. Mm-hmm. You mean ramble? You, we wouldn't ramble on as, as we normally do? <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to ramble. <laughs> but we get to ramble on our podcast. <laughs> I couldn't go on my, ta- my TIFF tangents. <laughs> so if we think about what benefits we've gotten in being in the lifestyle, mm-hmm. I would say first and foremost, better communication. Better mm-hmm. communication amongst us in terms of being able to verbalize verbalize our rules, verbalize what we're comfortable with, verbalize mm-hmm. all of that, but also better communication with partners. We are so much more verbal and open. We meet partners, play partners, mm-hmm. and that's been a super adjustment for us in the lifestyle. Yeah, that was a that was a big um, awakening for us, I think. Of course. And it seems like a no-brainer, but when you're kind of in the heat of the moment or when you're trapped, you're not going to be like, oh, let's sit down real quick and talk about what you're going to enjoy. And what you're like, if you're in the big playroom, that'd be like, you should, but it's sort of, you know, it hadn't really happened for us. So about midway through our, 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 our swinging lifestyle thus far, we, we, it dawned on us that we need to be taught. Like, that's a great idea. I was like, why not make this play session the best it can be for everyone and talk about uh, what you like and don't like. And actually, like, even you and I, like, we had a, a big awakening where I said, I don't really like my nipples being played with that much. And, you, you know, I, that was a huge thing. And you're like, well, I've been doing that for a few years <laughs> or, or longer. And I know that was a big thing. And it was for, for re- you know, reasons other than it didn't, you know, wasn't anything to do with Rachel. It was just that it was me personally. I did not love it. And that's just something that's good to talk about. Although you don't tell that to people who play. I know. No. And I watch, I watch your face. I watch your face dislike. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really bad about that because for me, I, even though, you know, if we, if we sit down and talk about it, like if we do this, like we, which we try to do from now on, I'll tell girls that I don't, I don't really like that. If it's somebody we don't. If it's somebody we're going to play with more than once. Yeah. Or if it's, you know, if we sit down and have the chat about what we like and don't like, I tell them. But if it's somebody, it's just random. I sort of just like let it go and I kind of move around it, which is bad. I should tell people that I don't enjoy it. Tell women I don't enjoy it. It's bad though. It's just, you know, this is the way I grew up. It's, you know, it's not an excuse. It's just kind of, I just learned to not like express, you know, my thoughts and feelings, which is horrible. (laughs) It's a horrible way to be. But in the moment, I'm sort of like, eh, it only lasts a few seconds. I'm good. So yes, communication is so key. And I have personally become a better communicator. Yeah. And for me, it was a huge journey. Huge. So that, that's definitely been an integral part because you can't do this lifestyle, I don't think, without like actually talking about your feelings and what's going on and, and your relationship. So that's, that's been awesome for us. But that's, but that's one set of communication, but also being able to communicate what you want and mm-hmm. desire and mm-hmm. what turns you on in the bedroom is super huge. And, and that actually kind of ties into another benefit which is being able to explore new sexual sex toys. Because when you feel open to talk about what feels good and what you, know, what you like and don't like, that kind of brought us into a whole realm of, let's buy just like a shit ton of toys and see what we like. Because <laughs> before then, I, I know you had some, you had a lot of toys with your ex, and I'm like, I'm not touching any of those, get rid of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was kind of a purge. It yeah. was a purge. No, and, get rid of that shit. <laughs> and and let's did. explore new stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to use something that reminded you of being with her. So I'm like, nah, we're not using that. But I, I think I had like one vibrator maybe before I met you, and I 
didn't even really use it. <laughs> but in lifestyle, we've we've seen so many toys, we've used a bunch, and it's it's really been awesome. Like our our new favorite is definitely the Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, E from Spiritual Swingers introduced us to the Enjoy. And it's now Rachel's new girlfriend. I'm not sure where I fit in this scenario anymore. I feel like we're in a thruple and I'm sort of on the outside. She comes bit. everywhere with me. Yeah. I was like, honey, are you taking the Enjoy to work again? I was like, this is getting a little, a little weird. <laughs> they went on a date the other night. I felt really sad. <laughs> Although she was kind of a heavy date. Yeah. So it has uh, two different bulbs. Yeah. And so... Rachel's the smaller one, but uh, the big one, mm, I don't know. I don't know if you can handle that. It scares me. Yeah, it's a little terrifying. But it's a nice, uh, it's like a remote controller. <laughs> but, you know, that's another good thing about using the toys and the communication is that Rachel knows how to touch herself, obviously. I would think most people know, you know, what turns, you know, the fastest way to get themselves off, right? You would think. Um, so she uses the Enjoy and... I'm, you know, I'm sitting there watching because I want to learn how to use it on her. Because ideally, I'd like to be able to to use it for her, and she's gonna sit back, you know, sit back and relax and enjoy it. So that's part of our and, communication. Enjoy, enjoy, mm, Eve. <laughs> so you know, that's part of the thing too is that we're you know talking about. I'm like, okay, honey, is this you know is this deep enough? Is the angle right? Is the speed right? So you know, I'm, I'm it's a manual thing. It's not any kind of vibrating. There's no batteries or anything. That's again a part of the thing with you know one of the benefits is that we have to you know we're talking about how things feel and you know I think it's great and I'm still like I don't know if I'm like forty percent there to getting you to come what do you think I don't know you can be honest you're honey. doing great you baby. can be honest so what we're trying every time I'm like okay I say every time I'm gonna start it out I'm gonna I was like when you can't stand how terribly I'm doing you take over you're <laughs> about seventy five percent oh really oh that's better than I thought I thought it was like forty okay so every time we we try and I'm like let me let me practice let me practice and then. You know, I watch her. I think it's a great thing. Like last night, actually, we had a lot of fun. I was sitting on Rachel's face, and she was using the Enjoy, and I was like reaching behind, touching her nipples at, at trapeze, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was hot. Yeah, you, <laughs> you came a few times for sure. Well, I wanted to chime in on another benefit. We we are a female female couple. What? And we have different likes. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, we like <laughs> we like very we like sexy women. That's that's number one like that, which is not different. But we get off in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, Tiff mm-hmm. does not like penetration. Yeah. At all. <laughs> and, and I enjoy it. Yep. And so part of the benefit of being a lifestyle is that I get to wear the strap on and mm-hmm. I get to be in that role, which I don't really get to be in with you. Yep. But I get to do that role with other women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's a huge benefit and a huge turn yeah. on for me. Because yeah, I rarely, uh, I'm really the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's fun for you. Yeah, and I feel bad. Like, I just, I just don't, I, en- I don't enjoy it. <laughs> enj- enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love seeing you uh, use the use toys or strap-ons with other women. It's, uh, it's very, very hot. <laughs> Next venture with toys, though, is definitely the anal or the plugs. Yeah, we got a, a series of, uh, of anal plugs, and they're graduated sizes. So, yeah, we haven't tried this yet. Well, I don't know why you haven't busted up the anal plug yet. I know we, we tried the anal beads, but are you scared a little bit? It's happening soon. <laughs> I want to be comfortable enough to be able to just walk around the house and do it 
do it at mm. work or do it somewhere and just get super turned on before I turn it on at the club. So wait a minute. So you're taking the Enjoy and the anal plug to work and just walking around? The Enjoy stays home. I thought it was going to work with you. <laughs> All right. All I'm not right. well. If it if it goes to work with me, I'm not getting a lot of work done. I can guarantee that. <laughs> but it will probably be my best work day ever. Yeah, I'm not coming home. <laughs> I would say if I, number three in terms of benefits of the lifestyle is mm-hmm. the friends. It, if I was numbering stuff, the friends are number one. But as we're going through stuff in terms of thinking about our benefits, yeah. Friends are fucking awesome. Absolutely. And you automatically have like this connection, whether you play or not, that that's so much stronger than anything you have with, with vanilla friends because you probably see each other naked. You may or may not have had sex, but it's just automatically open. Like you, you can't help but just be connected and, and talk on a level that you just can't reach with other people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It really, it really takes, takes your friendship to the next level. All the guy friends that we have, we don't play with any of them. Like, they're like our brothers. And we, we call a lot of them brother. <laughs> and I'm totally cool with that because I feel like it. So I guess we're playing with our sister-in-laws, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, no. Let's not talk about it in that way. <laughs> I don't know. My sister-in-law is kind of hot. <laughs> Come on. Your sister's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, got, I got hot sisters. You do have hot sisters. <laughs> That's kind of actually another benefit that I thought was kind of funny. We were talking about it with uh, Diane. So if y'all heard our, our chat from the cruise, uh, we interviewed Lloyd and Diane, and she came over uh, last week, I think it was, or the week before. It was awesome. She invited herself over. I'm like, fuck yeah. I was like, invite yourself over anytime. Uh, Lloyd was out of town, and uh, so we had like a girls' night, and it was fucking awesome. We, we drank wine. We made some tacos. We had a fucking awesome time. And we asked her, we're like, well, you know, does Lloyd typically go for women that, you know, are, are similar to you, you know, beautiful, blonde. And he's, she's like, no, he actually goes for a very different type of woman. And we're like, well, what kind of guy do you go for? And then we got in the conversation about like, what kind of, you know, women do we go for? And I definitely, you know, we definitely have a type, you know, it's kind of fun to talk about like, and I, I, well, I have a philosophy that you play, you get to play with people that remind you of other people. So we kind of got into a fun conversation about like, well, yes, I, we definitely go for a certain type, but we also go for people that we normally wouldn't. And it's kind of a fun, it's kind of a fun thing with lifestyle. It's like another benefit that you get to kind of play with people that, you know, isn't like your spouse or your partner. Oh, it's kind of fun. But when your partner tells you that this person reminds you of your sister or your aunt or anything, it kind of changes. <laughs> it changes the mood a tiny bit. So, so that needs to happen post play period, not in the middle of the play period. So what Rachel's referring to is that there's this one woman who looks like her aunt. And I'm like, oh my God, that looks like aunt. G. And she's like, oh, fuck you. And now she can't even look at the woman. And she's like, I can't play with her. <laughs> and I'm like, crack it up. I was like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. You're like, you get to live out some fantasy that you had. Like, oh, like, I don't, you know, we were both in sororities. And I was like, dang, that girl reminds me of, you know, X, Y, or Z. Like, I'm like, this is kind of fun. I was like, I kind of get to live out the fantasy I had of like sleeping with one of my sorority sisters because <laughs> they look like her, remind me of her. But it could have a negative effect, as we just discussed. They look like your aunt. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. Let's not, no, no more talk about my aunt. <laughs> yeah, we've met some of the most amazing 
lifelong friends in lifestyle. And that's been mm-hmm. one of one of like the best, best, best benefits of the lifestyle. Yep. So then if I go to the final one that we can think about mm-hmm. is uh, the lifestyle, you're going to be naked. You're going to be around mm-hmm. people. You are going to be in sexy environments and you want to look good. Mm-hmm. So it encourages you to eat better, stay in shape. Yeah. Be, it, comf- be comfortable with yourself. Well, for naked. us, it's, it's, it's increased our workouts. More comfortable and confident. Um, when I, when I feel like I'm pushing myself at the gym and that's just us, that's not everybody. And we have no judgment about how anybody looks or, you know, that's, that just doesn't, it's not on our radar. It's just a personal thing. It's you and I, we like to work out. We like to, to feel a certain way. It, it fuels not only the body, but the mind, you know, it's a good outlet for stress. So in that respect, once we started going to the club, like we started working out like a ton more cause we, we like the way we feel and like the way we yeah. look. And, you know, no judgment, no shame, no body shaming. Like, everyone, like, rocks that shit out. Like, we love we love all our friends. We, we're actually, you know, kind of been, you know, attracted to women's body types that we were a little surprised ourselves, I think, that, um, that we, you know, we're a little shocked. But it was awesome. And not, not shocked because they're not like us, just because it wasn't, like, a typical body that we're, we're usually attracted to. And that's awesome because everyone should just be comfortable yeah, a and confident. Yeah, a little curves, a little yeah. whatever, but... They're amazing and you know, people, and fuck, we've had incredible times. Yeah, and, and confidence is sexy, and kindness is sexy. There's so much more than the way somebody looks. And, you know, we all have our, our preferences for physical. So that's, you know, no judgment there either. You know, if you're not attracted to, you know, certain whatever, that's your, that's your path. But I think, you know, this lifestyle should be judgment-free, and no one should ever make anyone feel bad about way that, the way they look. For us, we just, we, re, we you know, really helped us. And I think working out and, you know, in a healthy way, not going overboard. Nobody should ever, you know, do anything that's going to harm their body. You should do it, you know, in a healthy way. I think it's a good thing. So for us, we consider that a benefit of the lifestyle. Absolutely. And you want to know what? And in all the vacations we've done, when we go on cruises mm-hmm. where there's 3,000 swingers mm-hmm. and... You see people of all different shapes, sizes, yep. mm-hmm. and they're owning it, and they're in their true self, and they're just freaking enjoying themselves. That is like, it's a moment that you just look on. You're just like, look around. Like, this is this mm-hmm. is fucking lifestyle bliss, happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a happy place. It really is. It's a happy everyone's space, yeah. cheering everybody on and just supportive, and I love that. And, you know, that's not every situation. By any means, there's assholes in every club, at every meet and greet, at every house party, whatever. There's going to be assholes. But I feel like if, if we as a community are, are not that way, then we'll be better off. And actually, last night it was kind of fun. We saw this, this one woman just dancing her ass off by herself on the dance floor at Trebbies. And, you know, she wasn't some, you know, tiny, like, supermodel. She was, like, owning it. Like, a, a beautiful, curvy woman jamming out. And yeah. I fucking loved it I, I loved it so much I went up to her and I said you are a superstar I said I don't have the confidence to do that I think you're fucking awesome and I'm just like I just had to give her a hug I said you fucking rock thank you for making our night like just fucking owning it being yourself and I feel like that's I wish everyone would be that way just like fuck it let's just be ourselves and she was super nice yeah heck yeah <laughs> I think she just broke up with her boyfriend she's like ah fuck it <laughs> yeah she, apparently she was that way beforehand and yeah. 
the owners at Trap were like, oh, we haven't seen you in so long, or mm. people people that have been there hadn't seen yeah. you in so long, and she was she was rocking out. Yeah, I don't know her whole backstory, but she was definitely ready to just Heck fucking yeah. dance. Like, I love that. She was fun. Yeah, she was super cool. It was, it was awesome to see her, and anytime I see somebody just being themselves, I, I like to go up and tell them, I'm like, I really appreciate, like, what you're doing, and like, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's a nice thing to do, and I, I feel like... I know, I was with you. Yeah, we yeah, both yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should encourage each other and, you know, be supportive and be like, yeah, be yourself. Have a fucking great time. You're being, you know, consensual and safe. I'm like, fuck yeah. You're being you. Do yeah. You do you. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we talked about some of the benefits of being a lifestyle honey. What do you see as some of the drawbacks in having a non-monogamous relationship? Well, yeah, it's not all rainbows and orgasms. You know, we we, we paint uh, we paint it like a like a very very happy place, and it's not always that way. It, it mostly is, but as with anything, you know, we're all humans, and sometimes there's some some drawbacks. I'd say one thing that we kind of started to to realize when we first started getting lifestyle was that our vanilla friendships weren't as good anymore. Like we were mm-hmm. so enamored. And in love with everything to do with lifestyle that we kind of pushed everything that wasn't lifestyle to the side and stopped going to pretty much any, <laughs> any kind of birthday parties. If it was on a Saturday night, we're like, I'm sorry, we can't. Like, we're not existing on Saturday. We're kind of still that way. Yeah, we're busy on Saturdays. <laughs> and well, actually coming up with excuses for what we're doing on Saturdays is, you know, we need like a, like a notepad of like where we are on Saturdays. Uh, so our, yeah, our vanilla relationships really suffered. Uh, I'm not super close to my family, so that wasn't like a huge deal for me to say no to whatever dinner they invited us to down in Miami. But, uh, I know you're very close to your family, but we we were still very involved, but we pretty much get out of anything on Saturdays. (laughs) So that, that was definitely a drawback, but I feel like not just going to events, but also our communications with friends kind of dropped off because you're so busy trying to set up, you know, dates or cultivate relationships or friendships with with swingers that they kind of they kind of fell off the map and they're, they're I'll be honest they're a little boring. Well, and uh, I mean another drawback is because maybe maybe in contrast because your conversations are so fluid and open with mm-hmm. with lifestyle friends, what we could and could not talk about amongst our vanilla friends became. Um, yeah, it's boring. Yeah. It's super boring. <laughs> it's not that open. And yeah. so literally we'd have to be looking at each other and making sure that we're not like talking about anything we shouldn't be talking about <laughs> or crossing any boundaries <laughs> when well, we're with our vanillas. Well, it, we have a really good, uh, lesbian friend and, she, and for her, she knows we're out. Well, I guess now. she was the first and only lesbian friend that knew. And then that we told, that yeah. we told, then we then got outed, then we got outed. We're not super happy about, but, uh, for the, the lesbian community, but she's the first one we told and we tell her all our dirty secrets and we're super close with her. Like she's like, the closest friend she, we have. She's BFF. Like, yeah, she's she's awesome. We might not be her BFF, but she might be kind of ours. But she's awesome. Um, but for her, since we're so close, we can we feel open. Like we have like a like a swinger type relationship with her, in that we don't play with her at all. But I feel like we are open to talk to her about stuff, and we're just missing that with our vanilla friends, and that sucks a little bit. And we I, I don't say we miss it in general. We miss it with specific people, and so that's definitely been a drawback for sure. Yeah. 
So you got a little trade-off. What else we got? I would say, I mean, we know why it's called a lifestyle is because it becomes kind of encompassing. Mm-hmm. And you think about you think about the moment that you had last weekend you and wanting to recreate that the following weekend because it was so <laughs> fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, it kind of takes away from your relationship with, the, with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes away from you and I. Um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, because we're focusing like, oh my God, it was so hot when so-and-so did this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we, we, at one point, and this isn't now, but we did focus so much on our next experience that we weren't enjoying. In the present. Yeah, we weren't enjoying reminiscing about the previous ones. That we were just like, okay, when, when are we going to do this again? We got to do this again. We got to do this again. And it kind of skipped over us for a minute. I mean, this was, this was earlier on. You know, we were still figuring stuff out. I don't think we're there now, but... <laughs> no, I, I, I would agree, but I, I wanted to address one negative could be that you're so focused on what you're doing in the lifestyle that you lose, oh, yeah. you lose perspective of your relationship and being in the now with your partner. Absolutely, yeah. And so you have to really rewind mm-hmm. and say... I want sexy tonight. I want my partner tonight. Mm-hmm. I want to turn on that sexy and not just save that for the weekend mm-hmm. and for the lifestyle. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a conscious switch to make sure that you keep that sexy time for just you and your partner mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Somebody had a, what was it called? I forget. It was a life in the swing set or I said reclamation sex. I think they said where if, if they have sex with somebody else, they can't, have sex with anyone other than their partner until them and their partner have sex. So that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it's true. It's like, you know, if we go fuck a girl at the club, like we're not going to just not have sex with each other next. Right. Like, you should, you know, reconnect again. Or, always. So I think that, that's kind of a good rule of thumb. Like you should always reconnect with your partner before you go into the next, uh, lifestyle event. So I was, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Um, that's a good point. Actually on that, on that same note, <laughs> this is terrible. So I work from home and I'm always like, it's easy for me to be on all the sites and stuff. And so that's why I do a lot of the communications. Swing coordinator. I am the swing coordinator. Thank you, Tiffany. <laughs> I'm on the sites a lot. You know, I do I respond to messages and I see all these parties and hot dates. And I'll be honest, like I have a lot of FOMO, you know, like I see our friends like signing up for stuff and like whether it's, you know, resort or party or meet and greet or whatever it is, like I get a little bit of FOMO. And because you want to be, I want to be at all at the events. Everything. You want yeah. to be there for everything. So I, you know, I kind of consider that a kind of a drawback because then I'm, I'm sort of like almost jealous that they're going to the stuff and we could go, but it's sort of like, we're not going to go to every single thing. Every, Cause here in South Florida, you can pretty much do something lifestyle every night. Yeah. I, I mean like trapeze is Wednesday to Sunday. And if you can find something Monday and Tuesday, you could do something if you I, wanted to. I think Rooftop does stuff Monday and Tuesday, maybe. Yeah. You could do something every night. Every single night, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, oh, they're going, and there's a hot girl on the guest list. I'm like, oh, we're missing out. <laughs> so the fear of missing out kind of creeps in, and I'm getting jealous of her nothing. Like, I'm creating scenarios in my head that aren't even feasible, or it's just it's a stupid thing that I do. Maybe it's just me. I got... I got, I got a stupid brain. <laughs> but then I pin you down and, and lick your pussy. Yeah, and I forget all about it. <laughs> like, Handcuffed you to the bed. 
Take out the floggers. <laughs> Transport you to an entire another universe. <laughs> and all is forgotten. FOMO Fomo's no longer. <laughs> no, but no. FOMO definitely exists. And we've gone on um, enough Lysol vacations to know that, I mean, you need to sleep, but... <laughs> yeah, when you're sleeping, you're going to miss out on some fun somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's And so you just have to learn to accept that. I know. It's hard to accept. And uh, just, just enjoy the moment you're in. And go to yeah. sleep in orgasmic bliss. <laughs> and, <laughs> and accept. Yeah, I'm like, at what point are you going to say, okay, I'm satisfied. I've done every single thing I can do today. And I don't know. It's just it's never going to happen. You're going to, you're not, you know, you can't live your life based on the, the FOMO. It's horrible. It's almost as bad as the homo. Almost. <laughs> nothing's stupid homos. Nothing's worse than the homo. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Do we have any other... Uh, any other know, kind drawbacks? Of, we're a big rambling mess as usual. Well, mostly me, of course. But um, I think we kind of had a little in the beginning where we started getting little feelings and we kind of... That was hard to separate Like when we're just kind of wanting to no strings attached kind of stuff. So that was a little bit... When you're hanging out with somebody a lot, like it's hard for, for you not to kind of get feelings. So. Yeah. I mean, our first couple we were hanging out with regularly. I mean, three, mm-hmm. four, yeah. five times a week and sleeping over, sleeping yeah. in the bed with them. But that's that not necessarily a drawback for us it was because we weren't looking to get, you know, into any kind of girlfriend poly relationship. So for us at that point, it was a drawback. So that can be a little tricky because, and especially if one partner gets feelings and the other doesn't, especially, because that can be really tricky, I'm sure, for couples, like, especially male-female couples. Well, that goes back to the communication. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so that, that was, you know, we took a step back at that point, and that, that was kind of an awa- awakening for us. But mm-hmm. aside from that, everything is fabulous. Speaking of new beginnings and, <laughs> and newbies, <laughs> um, we had an experience with a newbie couple a couple weeks ago at Trapeze. We started chatting near the back room. It was their very first time there. They were from out of town. Super cu- she was super cute. Um, which, this is one of, those, uh, one of those times when I'm like, Rach, she looks like uh, a certain member of your family. <laughs> I told her after, though. After, after. After we fucked, yes. <laughs> it might have impacted her uh, playtime had I told her before. <laughs> but the boyfriend, husband was super respectful. All right, fast forward. <laughs> we ended up going into the back room, and we ended up getting a private room. Mm-hmm. So it was just the four of us that went in there. It, it was actually kind of awesome because he said he's more of a cuckold. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, it's kind of the male who likes to... Not be able to play. I don't know the official, like, ins and outs of a cuckold, but it's basically where he watches his wife get fucked by by somebody, usually a male, and he's not participating. He's either maybe maybe perhaps restrained. Is there a term when a husband watches his wife? Because like, cuckold, in, at least in my mind, I assume that it's a woman getting fucked by dicks. Is there a term for a woman getting fucked by other women? Um, I assume it's the same philosophy where, where the husband is, is kind of, they put him kind of in a weak position where he's like, okay. it's kind of a little BDSM, I think, like he's a little bit, not, not dehumanized, but kind of uh, demascu- uh, emasculated, a little bit emasculated where he, he isn't the strong, the strong man where he's just kind of like, Got you know, yeah. so that's why I feel like it has kind of the BDSM uh, realm of it where, 
where he just has to watch while his wife gets like hammered by somebody. <laughs> so, so this guy's like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I'm kind of a cuckold. So this is perfect for me. Cause we said, you know, our only rule is don't, don't touch us. We're good. Yeah. So, you know, you know, we'll tag team in anytime you want to play with her. That's totally fine. We'll play with each other. It's not the worst thing ever. It's kind of the, kind of the best thing ever. So he we was like, that. yeah, we don't mind. So he was fucking awesome. And I totally cut you off. I'm sorry. Did you want to continue? So we got into the private room. And, of course, I asked permission if, it, if I could kiss her. <laughs> and thank goodness she was a fucking great kisser. Yeah. So things kind of proceeded a little bit from there. I think you were kissing her and then I started going down on her. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it <laughs> And I, I don't remember exactly her experience with women. I'm not I'm not sure. But she was She was a fucking great kisser. She was a great kisser. And you know, we usually do uh, you know, a little brush by to make sure things smell okay down there. And there's a a certain like musty smell that women get. It's not dirty by any means. It's just like you know you've been dancing. You know you've been you shower at like you know nine eight, nine p.m. whatever, and like she had like the perfect like little like perfect sweaty like just right vagina taste. It's super and sexy. Smell. Super it's sexy. so fucking hot. Like. It was like the perfect fucking vagina. <laughs> if if Tiff is looking at vagina, if it at, and if she comes up and gives me a kiss and I get to taste all that, if oh, I'm not, yeah. I mean, I I will go down there. But if I'm not down there at that time, <laughs> yeah, it's the hottest fucking thing ever. Oh yeah, yeah. She had a great fucking pussy. Yeah, it was fucking hot. Uh, yeah. So we were we were having a really good time, just enjoying her, and he was like a fucking rock star, totally polite and. You know, she was definitely enjoying it. Very responsive, which we like. And we asked her again, like we talked about earlier, we said, is there anything you like or don't like, you know, that so we can, you know, make it more enjoyable or, or whatever. She, you know, she said, everything's going perfect. So we're like, okay, we proceed on. Well, so, you were licking her and I was playing a little bit with her breasts and kissing her mm-hmm. neck and kissing her. Oh, we as asked, well. oh, we I think we asked that she said her nipples were very responsive. Yes, oh, they were. <laughs> so I think actually before I went down on her, we both were licking her nipples at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she was, yeah, that's right. That's absolutely correct. And, and I continued that it. when you were down her. Oh, she was her. loving it. He's, I think he said she can come just, just by, from her nipple. Yeah, from her nipples. So. Mm-hmm. You, you got the double nipples, and I went down on her, and, like, I feel like she was, like, loving it. Yeah, she was super getting into it. And <laughs> I think we all were, if I had to guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that you asked me if I wanted to taste her, and, mm-hmm. of course, I was ra- wanting to jump down there. Yep. Um, but he wanted to jump in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which, which is interesting. Usually the dude kind of takes backseat for oh but we're like for longer but you know i like that though if, if he's an admitted if he, like cuckold yeah. and he want he's like so turned on i'm like absolutely he like, wants to jump in jump so in. yeah mm-hmm. and so they were playing and then we started playing and this is where it got a little interesting it was something we haven't come across yet she got really freaked out and we didn't know why and we're like you know we everybody stopped we're like okay what's wrong what's wrong and it turns out she was having a bit of a, a PTSD episode. For those who don't know, I'm, I'm sure everybody does, but post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. So she would she was actually at the Las Vegas shooting. Mm-hmm. And something about the music and the, the, the flashing lights. 
Well, even in the back room, even in the private rooms, you can hear the music that's happening on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And something about that music... It triggered, at, yeah. At one point, it got it changed, it got louder at yeah. some point, and it triggered something. Yeah, it triggered her, and it was a very surreal moment because, you know... I faced a lot of stuff, and so I, you know, in the army, and I said, you know, you're, you're safe here. We, you know, we just tried to, we stopped, obviously, everything, and we, you know, we comforted her. We said, you're safe here. I said, let me get you some water, you know, and he was, you know, he knew what to do more than we did. He knows her, you know, we knew her for a couple hours, and Rachel was great. I, I ran out real quick and got some water, and we said, you're, you know, you're safe here, and just tried to calm her down, and you know, she started like hyperventilating a little bit, um, but it was a really surreal, like firsthand. Kind of, not firsthand, obviously, but secondhand moment of, like, what something that tragic can do to somebody. It, it was, it really took us back, you know. It was, it was really shocking. But we wish her the best. They were fucking awesome. We gave our card and we said, <laughs> and, you know, like, if, if you're comfortable, like, we'd love to see you again here. They're, they're from out of town again, but. They were such a nice couple. And, and he was so, like, this is like, there's, there's so, there's obviously extremes of respect and disrespectful of somebody grabbing your genitals when he's holding you're not interested in them. Right. And the opposite was this guy who said, can I give you a hug? <laughs> and I'm like, of course. I was like, it was so sweet. I was like, oh my God. Both of them, such a cool couple. Yeah. And I really hope, we gave them our card, we haven't heard back yet, but I, I really hope, I hope they don't feel embarrassed or anything about like what happened because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like you've gone through something traumatic that is a horrible, horrible thing. And I hope they, they reach out because, like, I love – I told them, I said, next time you're in town, stay with us. Like, you guys are, f- you know, phenomenal people. We like to get to know you better. Um, but that was, like, a really surreal moment for us, I think. It goes from being a sexy moment to being just, like, real, like, this shit happened. A, human, a very human moment. Very human. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And – whether you want to deal with that and in that moment. Obviously it stopped it stopped play. Yeah. It stopped sexy times. But it was also like it made me want to cry. Like yeah. I connect we connected so much emotionally mm-hmm. with her and like, oh my god, I can't even imagine yep. what she went through as a survivor in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it had us connect on a different level, but it, really it also yeah. it also brought us out of like a sexy lifestyle moment. Right, and at, at that point, we obviously didn't care about that. We're not yeah. like oh, we were man. hanging out just with them. Yeah. It was perfect that we were in a private room. Yeah, because I would have felt happen- really bad if, if yeah. it had been in a, in a big play area. Me too, because she probably would have gotten a lot more reactive, and we we didn't give a shit. Obviously, we're like, are you okay? That was our first thought. And but she also would probably have been maybe more embarrassed had it been in a bigger space too. She might have been. I mean, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. No, but like, I, I yeah, agree. But she, yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally agree. It sort of brought us a little, you know, closer, even though we just met. <laughs> but I hope, I really hope they uh, they reach out again because the time we spent, like, it was really fun and it was fucking. I hope hot. they know it's a, you know, it's it's a non, um, it's a very non-threatening environment, and I hope she she felt that um, and. Regardless, we had a really great time. And Absolutely. I hope she. I hope she didn't like get too, you know, spooked by that. Because like it's got to be hard. She's gonna feel that for a while. It's insane because had we been in a big orgy bed, I wonder if it would have triggered as much, or if it was maybe fear of like small spaces. Yeah. yeah. I th- I think I there's, don't know, but I, there's so many triggers that. Yeah. There's a lot. You never know. Like when some people like I, I get a lot of stuff. Just you know you know stuff that. You don't realize that it's happening, and I, I get triggered by stuff. And of course. 
And, you know, it happens. It happens not just war zones or, you know, horrible mass shootings. It happens for all kinds of stuff. Like some people, you know, sexual abuse. Like there's all kinds of triggers and you just don't know what's going on with somebody personally. And I think the best thing is just to try and, you know, be empathetic or sympathetic, depending on, you know, who you are and just try and help them. Absolutely. But it was it was a real pleasure to meet them, and I, I wish them both both the best. They were they were really they really were awesome. super cool people. And I hope I hope if they come back down, they'll they'll look us up. <laughs> they always get a place to stay with us. Oh, with that, I think we're uh, pretty good and drunk. We uh, we've been painting. Oh, so if anyone follows on Twitter, today is what is today, July eighth, and we were having just a Twitter. It's a fest. Sunday. It's a Sunday, and all day today we've been uh, just joking around and posting shit on Twitter about uh, painting. Yep, painting pizza, pizza pool podcasts and, and then da, well, da, da, da. <laughs> you have to check our twitter to see what the final p is <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun and uh, we love interacting on there so if you go on twitter we're uh, sapphic swingers uh that's probably our, our most social one we've done so far uh we were on facebook but it's a little creepy on there i don't know got a lot of requests from creepers so um, you can also find us at sapphicswingers.blogspot.com. Yes, ma'am. Um, or at, or at your local swing club. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, no, at our local swing club. <laughs> I don't know. We said, we said if we won the lottery, we'd just do a tour of all the swing clubs. Come on. Does that not sound awesome, guys? Waiting until Tuesday <laughs> to see if my numbers hit. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us. We always love hearing from you. And we'll talk to you soon.